Breaking news, Joe Girardi out as Phillies manager. Soon as Gabe Kapler leaves town, the Phillies make a change. Frank Close here, Jeff Mosher. We just recorded yesterday, but we've got something to talk about, Jeff. Yeah, yes, we do. Gabe Kapler, I'm not Gabe Kapler, Joe Girardi <laughs> fired. It's funny, we were talking the last podcast about would they, you know, was this on the horizon? And the interesting thing is how Dave Dabrowski has said he's not really the type of guy to evaluate a guy in season, which makes you think that this came from perhaps up above John Middleton ownership, that they just felt that the Phillies needed a change because this is not necessarily consistent with what Dave Dabrowski has done as GM. But, yeah, actually, John Farrell took him a while to fire John Farrell after taking over in Boston. And, of course, he brought Jim Leland into to Miami, well, right. then Florida Marlins, and then then to Detroit for the Detroit Tigers. He did fire Phil Garner after six games that season, so he did have he did have a little bit of history of doing something in season. But yeah. for all we've talked about this being Girardi's fault, not being Girardi's fault, why do you think this was the way that they went? Well, again, assuming this call came you know from up above or even coll- collaboratively. I- the easiest thing to do when you need a change is to fire the manager. I think we talked last last podcast, Frank, a couple of days ago. Joe Girardi was certainly a problem, and I felt he was managing like a guy who f- was feeling the crunch, knew he didn't have a contract extension. I thought he was making decisions with the pitching staff uh, and, and and pinch hit pinch hitting guys that he was tight. And I'm I'm gonna project here and think that. Ownership management felt that, that the team was tight and that the only way to loosen them up a little bit and also send a message at the same time was firing Joe Girardi, whose record was really underwhelming here as a Phillies man, worse than Gabe's from a winning percentage standpoint. Um, so they obviously needed to shake up. You can't shake up the rest of the team right now. So you shake up the manager. But I mean, I'll, I'll go. I, I, I tweeted this and I'll still believe this. I don't think Joe Girardi got stupid over the last two or three years. I think that he was a problem, but he's not the only problem. And you just hope this is not a case of just rearranging the furniture on the Titanic by bringing somebody else in, expecting different results. Yeah, you made the right point there that you can't change the players right now. Nobody is trading this time of year. Usually the teams built their roster for the year, and they don't really – want to mess with it until July as you get close to the trade deadline to, to really mix things up or to, to admit that your moves didn't work. There's a little bit of pride in that, I think. Uh, but but most teams aren't on the, the, the trade market just yet. So, yes, this is the one thing they could do to shake things up. I guess the question I have then is, is this enough to really make the players wake up? Well, I think that the the Phillies have been playing really poorly like we said in the last show, some of those things are correctable, though. And the manager had a lot to do with that. Um, some of their long-term issues are not fixable over the long term. And so I, I don't know that this team's going to snap its fingers, have a new manager, and go win 20 of the next 26 ball games. But you don't have to win 20 of the next 26 to be competitive because everybody in baseball has a chance to make the playoffs. So... I imagine what management and ownership is thinking here is let's see if we can shake things up a little bit, get this team on track, start winning a little bit more and get back into that second wild card race. And then we could do a whole other show on whether or not that's the right viewpoint because the second way, you know, it's, it's, uh, it doesn't mean you're any good to get that number two wild card. 
So you don't want to be fools, you know, running your franchise just on the uh, premise of getting fools gold either. So why now? What was it about? I assume it happened yesterday and we just found out about it today. So obviously there's a day off. But why do you think it was yesterday into today that this change happened? Why not? Why not two weeks ago? Why not two weeks from now? Yeah. Um, it's a great question. You know, I, obviously they were coming off the really, really disappointing series against the, um, the Mets and the Braves, but then you had, you know, I didn't believe it at the time, but maybe there really is something to the fact that you they weren't going to fire Joe Girardi while Gabe Kapler was in town, because it does seem very interesting that as soon as Gabe Kapler leaves town, they fire Joe Girardi. I mean, what, what was, what's your thought on that? Well, I, I tend to think it has more to do with the off day. I mean, usually it's the off day while you're at home. Cause yeah. if you wait till the end of the series, well, then you gotta jump. They usually they go right to the airport and jump on a plane like right after the, the game ends. So this was probably the one breath of air to actually sit and have a conversation, I think, right? Cause they're, they're pretty busy otherwise. And it just seems like with the day off, uh, that, that maybe you could actually get them together and do it. I think that was the practical thing here. Now they're off on Monday, but. They're also traveling. Right. Right. So, but in terms of, in terms I of, I remember this once stretch, that there was a, there was a situation like this with the Mets and they had a day off and then went out to Anaheim, I think, or they were playing a, uh, it's when they fired Willie Randolph and the mm. management literally flew out to Anaheim to fire him when they were actually back in New York, like the day before and had an off day. It was such a weird handling of the situation, but you might be right about how that that worked out here with the off day and they probably have been pondering making this change for for at least a week yeah willie randolph fired in 2008 <laughs> they flew to the west coast to do it <laughs> who does that who <laughs> omar Minaya, apparently <laughs> omar Minaya, yeah <laughs> but but you know i did see i did see that dave dombrowski was on the road with the phillies i think it was only in, i say only in new york i just say because that's only a couple hours away but but you know, sometimes when the uh, GM, I guess in this case the president, travels, usually means he's looking closely, right? Usually, yeah. It's 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 like uh, I sort of compare it to sometimes in the, with the Dallas Cowboys when Jerry Jones isn't happy. You know, he comes down to the field for the last like five <laughs> minutes of a game. It's usually when they're losing, or usually when the coach is in trouble and he wants to get a he wants to get a closer view of what's going on, but he also wants to let people know his presence is there and that means something. I don't think Dabrowski is uh, that egotistical, but I do believe to your point that when he's there and more omnipresent, it's for a reason. And he was probably trying to, I would assume also take the temperature of the clubhouse, the team, what was going on. And um, before he made some kind of decision, you know, major decision. Yeah. I, I mean, I did take note of him in New York. So, so, not not common that the president does does his job from from the road, but yeah. Again, New York is close, so you can always say, okay, yeah, it's only a couple hours up the road, so why not? But I gotta wonder what the the players are gonna say about this, um, especially. I mean, <laughs> the the big guys. I mean, they they signed here to play with Joe Girardi or for Joe Girardi, right? I mean, well, I mean, they signed for the money. I mean, Joe, they knew Joe Girardi came with it. Yeah, I don't know if people come here for. A certain manager, right? Um, at least not Joe Girardi. I don't think anybody said, you know, I, I was weighing my offers, but I came here because Joe Girardi was here. I'm sure, um, they'll, they'll be fine. Joe Girardi himself had some very interesting comments to, um, I think it was MLB Network 
where he didn't exactly, I mean, he accepted the, the responsibility because he's the manager, right? But for the reasons that things fell apart, he didn't necessarily go into it being his decisions more so than bullpen issues, guys not hitting at the right time, fielding issues. So, which is what we all say too, but he seemed to basically say that that conspired against the team. And because he's the manager, he gets the blame for it and he understands that, but it didn't feel like him saying that he, it didn't feel like a good admission from his part that he could have been a lot better in areas as well. So I am curious to see how the players react to those comments from Joe. Now I'm thinking back to this offseason that the Phillies could have extended Girardi by a year. Uh, we were just talking about this last time. Uh, they opted not. They op- they opted to let him be a lame duck. Do you do yep. you think do you think his performance this year might have been affected by that lame duck status at all? Or you know, I, I think you just said last time. Oh well, they could easily eat the money. Well, yeah, yeah. They're only going to be eating between now and September. Yeah, I, I mean, I, they they probably. I don't know if it definitely would have made a difference in how he was managing, because Joe's smart enough to know even if you get a one year extension, it doesn't mean you can't be fired when things go south. And that the team can eat that money. But I mean, he's certainly when you have a lame duck manager going into the year and for those who, I mean, who really studied up on Joe Girardi, he is an intense human being to begin with. In fact, you know, it's been reported that his downfall, if I can call it that with the Yankees, because I think they made the ALCS in his last year before they fired him. So it wasn't a real downfall, but the, the Yankees just felt like they needed someone who was a little bit more relaxed, easygoing, you know, Aaron Boone is kind of like that until he gets mad at umpires. But uh, Joe, Mike Sielski, a good friend of mine, great columnist in the area, once who, who also covered Joe with the Yankees, you know, years ago, said that Joe is, when he's mad, you can he could take gra- uh, rocks in his hand and pound them and just squeeze them into gravel, which is a really good analogy for how yeah. Joe, and, that, and that's what I was trying to say, like he was managing so tight. He was making decisions that were not normal for a good baseball guy. And I believe that's because he felt his job was on the line and that he, he needed to kind of reach and grasp for straws in that situation. We should get Mike on to talk about that sometime. <laughs> it's a good, really good, good LaSalle good, guy. You know, yeah. Yeah. Good, great LaSalle guy, but it, it, it is. He, that's a good description. A guy who can take a yeah. rock in his hand and just squeeze it into, to basically gravel or sand with that kind of tension, you know? So let's, let's, let's talk about the second part of this whole situation is Joe's interim replacement. The Phillies decided to go with Rob Thompson, not Dusty Wathen, right? So I know that Wathen might have been the popular name among some people here, right. uh, but you're, the, the Phillies end up going with the guy who's been a major league coach since 2008. Uh, was part of the 2009 World Championship uh, roster with Girardi, and of course was Girardi's bench coach, but preceded Girardi with the Phillies by being Gabe Kapler's bench coach. They go with Rob Thompson. What are your thoughts on Rob Thompson getting the job and not Dusty Wathen? Yeah, a little surprising to me. It feels like they're grouping, although even though Dusty has his job and Bobby Meacham doesn't, it feels like Dusty's kind of getting grouped in there with the uh, responsibility, although, again, he's not fired, so... Um, I don't know. I, I it's, it's a, to me, it was a strange decision. I don't know much about Rob Thompson other than what he was doing for the Phillies and that he, he's, um, coached with Girardi before, I believe, uh, at the Yankees. Yeah, he was with that. them. He was with the Yankees, uh, with Girardi. 
Right. And then he um, was he's uh, Canadian. Yeah, he's Canadian. Yeah, he's the first. He's really the first Canadian manager since the 30s. So. Right. Right. How about that? So, and then he never. I know he came up in the Tiger system, but never made it to the majors. I, to me, he's a career guy coaching his whole life, basically. So, I yeah. mean, dating back to the the mid 80s. Yeah, to me, it's kind of like the message is anybody but Girardi right now, right? I mean, if you're going to pick Rob Thompson, your manager. I mean, it would have been one thing if you were able to get Bruce Bochy or Jim Leland in here and you would say, hey, yeah, we were struggling, but we also had an opportunity to bring in a World Series, although Joe's got a World Series ring. But, like, you know, we, we, to change it up but bring in somebody with as equal or more credentials than Joe Girardi. But by basically just taking next guy up <laughs> who has no managing experience, right, no, um, like, you are the manager and, and saying, well, you're the manager now, that to me says that they were just trying to get Joe Girardi out and see if anything else makes a difference. If that alone makes a difference. Now, this is what I tweeted in response. You know, Rob Thompson's a guy that probably earned the opportunity to get a shot. I mean, for his years as a bench coach and a mm-hmm. third base coach and uh, in the major leagues, uh, he did interview for the Blue Jays job a few years ago, I believe, which uh, which he did not get, of course. Right. Uh, but he's probably a guy that's earned it. However, my only worry would be is he too associated with Joe Girardi? Like, is it just going to be Joe Girardi part B? Yeah, that's a great question. Now, why why did Joe Girardi get fired and Bobby Meacham get fired, but the other part of the Girardi trifecta, Yankee, you know, it, why, why does he get to stay? Which, again, goes back to me saying, it's almost like the organization saying anybody but Joe Girardi. You know, like, we had to get Joe out. And I don't know what Bobby Meacham did wrong, but he goes out with it. The baby goes out with the bathwater. So, I never really knew what Bobby Meacham did. I mean, he just had a uniform and was there. Yeah. You know, like, like he, he didn't have a specific role as far as I could tell. It just assistant coach or whatever they called him. But, uh, uh, but Mike Calitri, a name that you might not know, uh, I think he had the role of quality assurance coach. He's going to be the bench coach under Rob Thompson. So mm-hmm. I know he is highly regarded in the organization. Kind of had an unconventional coaching position too. Was always listed among the coaches as quality. Yeah. Uh, say quality assurance. <laughs> you know, like Creed Bratton's job on the office, I don't know. Uh, but, uh, but well, Kevin but, Long stays as well, right? Right. Yeah. That's coach, a thing too. So. Like Kevin Long is Joe Girardi's guy. Like yeah. he left the Nationals to come take the job with Girardi, even though the Nationals wanted him back. <laughs> so yeah. Yeah. you just got to wonder with, with these, uh, Joe Girardi confidants all here still, will the players feel like something has changed or will it just be, be more of the same? That's, that's the one question I have. However, I will say this, Brian Snicker, uh, with the Atlanta Braves, a long, another longtime baseball guy did his time, never seemed to get a shot when, of course, they had the scandal that led to their general manager being banned from baseball permanently. Uh, he ended up in the manager's seat uh, on an interim basis, got the job and won them a World Series. So, yes. yeah. so you know, sometimes the, the 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 guy that's the right guy is right in front of you. Yeah, and maybe that's the case here. Maybe there's something that they see in Rob Thomas that they feel – that Rob he Thompson. can bring Rob Thompson. I'm sorry. Um, that he can bring good baseball knowledge that Joe Girardi was known when he was hired, but also the type of person who relates to the locker room better, who doesn't, you know, cast a, an ominous kind of shadow over the locker room when things aren't going well. A little less tension. But I think that Frank, that somebody in this on this team, whether it's Harp, whether it's Castellanos, I know it's tough when you're new. Someone else has to kind of step up here and 
you know, if it's getting in somebody's face or if it's being a little bit more strong with your words in the media, you know, about what needs to happen, someone really has to take, I think we talked about this last show, you know, the Jimmy Rollins was that guy, right? Yeah. Every once in a while, Charlie, we have to bench him for a not hustle, but we know that Jimmy laid it on the line. He said, we're the team to beat. And he gave the team its confidence and someone's got to be able to do that for this team, whether it's a pitcher or a hitter. You'd like to see it be a hitter, someone who plays every single day. Um, and I think Castellanos is kind of known as being a really intense, fiery guy, but maybe he has not been because he's new and it's tough to be new, but you can do it. Uh, but someone has got to take the reins here on the team. And my concern last year was that they had no winners on the team. Like literally they did no world series winners on last year's roster. Right. Uh, except maybe the Ronald Torres was, was he around for one of them? I don't remember. Or maybe not. I don't think so. But, um, Kyle Schwarber does have a ring with the Cubs, although he was kind of the, the new guy at the uh, end of the season when, when he came up and, and helped win that ring. But, but there's still no, there's still no guy with clout. I mean, yeah, they got MVP winners, mm-hmm. of course, with Bryce Harper and they had McCutcheon last year, but they didn't have that guy that really was the heart of a World Series winner or, or a big part of it. And that, that was why I thought Chris Bryant fit better, but of course, the Rockies way overpaid him. I would, I would not suggest the Phillies way overpay Chris Bryant. No, but I the Rockies did. Yeah. Uh, I think they did better with what they got than, than if they had gone Bryant, but, but they still didn't have anybody that was in the middle of this. It's almost like, it's almost like they're lacking that, that person who knows how to win. That's the, that's the thing that, that, that I thought last year. I mean, who knows? Kyle Schwarber maybe could develop to be that guy. I know fans are, are, are growing impatient with his batting average at the moment, but, um, but he's someone that carried carried a team. I mean, the the yep. Cubs again. It was at the end of the season, but yep. once he once he came up, he just he just went to town with his bat and really helped carry the Cubs over the 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 hump to get to the the uh, World Series and win it. But uh, but yeah, a lot of the, a lot of the guys that are new, uh, the Schwabers, the Castellanos, they're they're still kind of on the outside. I don't know. I, like I was saying last show, do you need to move somebody first? So that they can feel like they have the the ability to speak, you know. I, right. I know one thing I learned early in my careers is that you know when you're new, shut your mouth for three years, you know, and then <laughs> and then you've got the clout yeah. to start saying things. Uh, you know, it's very very reserved uh, the first year of a couple of jobs, but um, for that reason. So I mean, it's kind of you know because the other people will look at you and say, well, who are you, new guy? Right. 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 Uh, there's got to be something around here, though. You got to take ownership. Yeah, now, there's got to be something that happens to help them turn the page. Uh, I don't know if that's a trade of a of a core piece like Hoskins or Real Muto, uh, but there's got to be there's got to be something that 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 turns us over. My my guess is, uh, Tom Rob Thompson will be will be interim and and then he'll probably start fresh and clean next year. That would be my guess. I, would I think you so. know I I don't I don't think that. Uh, I don't think that this is the type of move. I think this is the safe move, maybe this way. You know, that, that they know he's not going to come and be a disaster. But at the same time, as the architect of this team, Dombrowski probably wants a Dombrowski guy in this role, ultimately. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I, I agree with that. I think this move to, uh, right now is a move to get rid of something that they deemed was bad, but it ne- didn't necessarily add something that was better or good. And then that will probably happen in the off season and, you know, knowing that what, like what you said with Dombrowski and his sort of, uh, you know, he's not like going to be the guy who I think, you know, hires the no name analytics guy. I think he may probably, you know, maybe he'll go after Bruce Bochy. Um, you know, there's no Jack McKeon right now, I guess. Well, <laughs> hey, he's still kicking. He's in his nineties. He so, okay. Well, I suppose Jack McKeon now, but, um, but I, I, I would 
be surprised if he didn't kind of pursue that kind of a guy. Um, not a retread, but a successful manager. Um, and do what he has to do. I mean, uh, you know, Rick Renteria was great. Not great. He was doing fine in Chicago until Joe Madden became available, right? And then bang, Joe Madden got the job after they had already told Rick Renteria he was going to be the guy. So we'll see who becomes available. Somebody could get fired that, you know, just for being in a bad situation that, that might be a better suit here. And if you want to look to history, Luis Pujols was the interim manager after Phil Garner was fired in Detroit. Uh, Luis Pujols did not stay with the Tigers organization after 2002 when uh, Dombrowski made that switch. So the history says he, he was going to sort of start fresh in 2003. And remember, I think it was 2003 also the year the Tigers brought in uh, Pudge Rodriguez to, to catch. <laughs> I, mean, I remember that was – yeah, that was his chance to to to, to bring a uh, winner in there. Watch me be wrong about the year, but I just remember that new uh, Tigers team really sort of uh, had a little rebirth once you had Rodriguez on that ride. Okay, I'm sorry, 2004 he brought him in. So gotcha, um, gotcha. So it was he was close to that era. He was with the Marlins in 2003 for that one year. If you remember that, God, Ivan Rodriguez on the Marlins. So uh, that was the year they won the World Series, of course. And then then of course the Tigers brought him in. There you go. They brought the guy in with the ring. To, uh, to, to, to help turn that Tigers, uh, organization around. But, you know, the Phillies, Phillies have spent a lot of money. That's the, that's the other thing here too. You know, in terms of reshaping the roster, they're gonna have to, they're gonna have to, to get rid of some money if they're gonna bring some more money in, right? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I mean, <laughs> at this point, Frank, I mean, there's not really nothing, I mean, I guess we'll see what, what goes on at the trade deadline, but at this point, you know, the guys they brought in, they have to start performing. And they have to start playing to their potential. Um, the big name guys, especially Castellanos, Schwarber. And, uh, I, I mean, I'll just be fascinated to see what they do, what, what Rob Thompson does from a batting order standpoint. And then also from a, a bullpen standpoint, how he puts that into play. Like what, what does he do differently with this set that they went out and spend a lot of money and with these players that they just put a lot of money into? What does he do differently to try to make them better? I mean, I got to imagine that he and Girardi are on the same page a lot. If, if, I mean, the, the role of the bench coach is to be there with the manager talking through all these moves. So like, how different is he going to be? You know what I mean? It's not like, it's not like someone came in with a different pedigree and was just like, okay, well here. Um, right. You know, I, I, I think that, that Harper should bat second and yeah. Segura's hurt, but you know what I mean? Like, you know. Yeah, well, but it would be crazy to just keep doing the same thing and thinking that you're just going to turn it around because you have a different guy, you know, wearing the manager's uniform. So, well, will be interesting. Press conference scheduled for two o'clock. Uh, so we're recording this ahead of that press conference, uh, but we will check that out. And Jeff, I'm, by this time next week, uh, we'll, we'll, after we uh, after <laughs> we get some time to, to to watch a couple series when we get to do this again, we'll see how different it actually is so uh so thanks for jumping in and with with uh with little notice thank you and uh enjoy your weekend jeff and i'll catch you next week you too bud all right this has been an emergency edition of the powder blue podcast frank close jeff mosher we'll catch you next week